0: You have a brand, whether you've ever been believed in so or not. You are branded by Christ, and it is your business to go and make disciples of nations. That's your purpose. Your purpose is not way out there. It is on the inside where Jesus Christ dwells, and he is trying to work through you. He wants you to be the radiance. He wants you to be the city on the hill, the light of the world. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being. The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi, teaching the pursuits of God, which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So while it's not a fitness broadcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're gonna hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. Hi, guys. (laughs) Hi, guys. Good old goonies. Good old goonies. What are we talking about today? I have so many thoughts swirling through my mind. Who knows what trajectory we're going to go on, what bike path we're going to ride today. No clue what's going to come out of my mouth, but out of your heart, your mouth speaks. And so in hopeful anticipation that it blesses you, that it surprises and delights me, and uh, it honors and glorifies God in everything that we do. So I know often... When we get on the Peloton, the Pedal and Preach sessions, I'm going hard in the paint after either my morning devotion, um, some things the Lord has been simmering on um, in regards to the Bible, faith, church at large. Ultimately, it all comes down to people, right? Relationships. I want to talk a little bit today, like I used to, a whole lot uh, about business and how It is being formulated from the inside out and from the outside in. So yesterday I had the amazing Crystal Parker on the podcast, and that show should drop here shortly if you want to go check it out live. It was unbelievable, especially at the end we got really fired up, and I got to share a new forward that I wrote for a book coming out here soon. So excited. I love writing forwards. If you have a book coming out and you want me to be a part of it, um, yeah, I, I think it's such an amazing way to collaborate and to serve and um, yeah, I just love it so much. Anyhow, um, I had written all about what then became the topic. our conversation. So God was so like, obviously so in the minutia of it all. He always is. He's in every single little detail. Um, But I was like, holy cow, you've got to listen to this. And she was talking about building business from the inside out. She is the president and CEO of the U.S. Christian Chamber of Commerce. And I will be speaking multiple times at the conference coming up in Orlando, Florida in April. So, so excited about it. And the theme is Spiritual World Citizens. And I had simmered in this forward on a lot of things. Position, purpose, prosperity, and perfection. And it's so good. I can't wait for her. She got it and she's like, holy cow, this is so good. But specifically around prosperity and people who preach prosperity connected to the dollar dollar bills, y'all they're missing. They're missing it. It, it. There's an element of that. Sure. Yeah. That might come in time, but the verse that's always sticks out to me that I think about is, um, so will your soul prosper. So will your soul prosper as you abide in me and the inside out business building methodology that has literally been given to me since day one with fit and faith was something that was drastically different than what the world is teaching and drastically different than I had ever practiced previously, where business concepts was what was presented first. Then we built a brand and a logo and all those things around it to match what the business would um, attract from an avatar perspective, which by the way, sidebar, I will come back. I've been meeting with so many incredible humans here locally, who um, my friend Clay Robertson, his daughter Abby Robertson, who is an incredible Nashville musician, she actually performed at our first, what was our first, second? It was the second Grow for God FounderCon conference in Nashville. She's amazing. Got to look her up on all the charts. She's there. Abby Robertson, Without Your Love is her album name. Um, Anyway, he's been connecting me with all these incredible, specifically men of God, which has been so cool because I think having mentors that are doing the thing, actually doing the thing and have done the thing when it comes to maintaining an uh, an amazing marriage, uh, fathering children, and then being adult children now, still walking devoutly in their faith, still Running hard after what the Lord has given them, despite what most would perceive as a retirement age, and they don't know what an avatar is. Okay, so it's comical to me what language is like. I just have this vernacular that has been established in the coaching space, and they're like, What can you explain that to me really quick? So, an avatar, no different than an avatar. Is like a bit moji, <laughs> a little bit more um, of a character quality and an emotional state. However, your avatar walks in certain places, goes to certain shops, um, has a personality, has a, a desire, a need, a want that you are meeting. They have a look and a vibe and a feel, and so everyone receiving you is is really in this specific avatar now. There's variabilities to that for me around age. There's variabilities around that for me around gender. Um, There's variabilities for me around their priority list of needs, wants, and desires. Um, But ultimately, there is a, a core value that they all share, and that's Jesus Christ. That's a desire to live on the rock and to exist, especially in business, with a firm foundation and biblical principles. So saying all of that and teaching them that, it goes into the understanding where I said, whoo, right turn, we're gonna go back, see we're already on the road together, weaving and bobbing, going in and out of the cars. And what, I, what I've heard in regards to this inside out concept of customer acquisition and avatar and prosperity is it's about money and greed. And you've heard me share that it's about stewardship. And now the added element that the Lord is keeping to reveal to me is like your soul prospering and your soul is made up of your mind, your will and your emotions, which is why repentance is so critical because repentance is changing your mind. So everybody wants, raising your hand as the avatar that you are, they want their soul to prosper. They want their whole life to carry the definition of prosperity, but they aren't willing to take a first step, which is to repent, to change your mind, to change direction and go in the way of biblical principle, go towards God instead of away from God. So when we talk about this in correlation to our businesses, it's processing every granular detail of marketing, to customer acquisition, to uh, serving your customer once they're acquired, to maintaining relationships with your community base, for showing up in valuation time and time and time and time again, okay? All of those pieces, that's the element of mind, which will then connect to will and emotions for your avatar to be attracted to you and to maintain relationship with you. So if I encourage you somehow, some way to change your mind, <laughs> to shift and renew your mind daily and come into establishing a full movement from your message, okay? This is the, the context of what I often teach is like people are like, I want to be an author. I'm like, and... <laughs> and you want to be a speaker and you want to be uh, on a platform and you're trying to create a movement and you have a mission. Now I say that and I know immediately you're like, no, I don't want to write. I'm terrible at it. I really just want to be a speaker or vice versa. I really love writing. Definitely don't want to hold a microphone. Don't want to be a podcaster, Tamara, but I tell you and teach you how all of that, from a business ecosystem perspective, compounds as my, like min, the minutiae, like we're talking about, that makes up the matter of the message. I don't know if you just heard that, but there are mosquitoes in here. It's driving me nuts. <laughs> I don't like mosquitoes. Um, but it makes up the minutiae of the matter, which becomes the message and propels the movement. Oh, are you getting this? It's so good. You don't get to have a soul that prospers without focusing on mind, will, and emotions. So if I get that, garner that attention and I shift your mind into the belief system that, okay, I understand how the business ecosystem works. I understand that it all goes together. I understand that I need to have a ground and a foot in all of these different spaces that allow you to catalyze as a millionaire messenger, this is what that is. It's being available to millions, billions, really, but billions of people at the click of a button, at the stroke of your pen, at the, the typing of your fingers, right? And making sure that you're accessible. But that's only one component because the next piece is the will, right? It's the will for them to move in to engagement and exchange with you. Man, how good. This is business building from the inside out. It's not business building to hook them, bait them, or them, hook them, reel them in. It's not a catch and a release. This is a time full relationship to orchestrate it, okay? And so, yes. Oh, man, I see your, your comment, Kelly. I can't wait to write your forward either. It's going to be amazing. That will be for book four, of a four-part devotional series. If you guys don't know Kelly Closon, you got to get her her devotionals. Go follow her on social. You can get them on Amazon today. So knowing that and shifting the will, not shifting the will, aligning the will, shifting the mind, aligning the will, okay? We're not even to the emotions yet because that's what gets in the way of most people, but I'm doing it in order of what the soul is comprised of, mind, will, and emotions, renewing the mind, aligning the will, and then correcting and, and escalating the emotions in a self-evolved, self-realized, <laughs> connected to Christ intention. Does that make sense? Okay. So will, we're talking about aligning your will. This is where a lot of people get stuck. They're thinking about their purpose and their calling. And my girl Melissa was on a stage at a conference we were at in Florida as well, uh, Sarasota to be exact. And she was, she like kind of like stepped into a position that made her look like she was flying away. Like she was like Wendy in Peter Pan. She's like, ah, everybody was looking for, here is their dream. Way out here is their dream. But when we talk about coming into attunement, coming into alignment with God's will for our life, the only way to do that is not to look out there, is not to compare, that rhymed, is not to be in competition with other people, is not trying to shift who you are or what you do to look like, sound like, be like anyone besides the abiding quality of being alongside your Father. Because when you're alongside your father and you're abiding, your will becomes his will. It's literally the Lord's prayer. Thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And so if you're trying in a marketing tactic to focus on people's minds, then their will, the only way to do that is to be abiding with Christ and being able to have the eyes to see that person as Christ would see them hear me (laughs) hear me this is a totally different methodology for custom acquisition customer acquisition and custom acquisition than it is that anybody's teaching you they're teaching you to be you know in the limelight to use your voice to be on stage like attract to me no (laughs) literally i'm like smacking your hand right now no we are always trying to attract people to christ And when we get that out of attunement, we now are not abiding. And therefore our father who sees us is like, yeah, no, let's renew your mind today, baby. Let's focus on you. So you're here. Like, why am I not getting any leads? How come my customer acquisition model is broken? Why is nobody following me? Why am I not getting more virality? Why are my sales projections not landing? Why are my sales calls not converting and the Lord is whispering, seek me first, seek me first and my righteousness and all the desires of your heart will be yours but we are getting out of attunement. We're not abiding. And therefore we actually don't have the vision casting ability, the prophetic lens to see our customer and to speak life into them rather than to do the bait hook and switch because we're not calling out the gold in them in that moment. And I was just at an amazing event. Oh my gosh. I see some of my speakers have jumped in here from this past week. It was so incredible. Uh, you are all over the Sermon on the Mount this morning. Yes, ma'am. You see that undertone? Let's go. So processing that with these speakers and helping them understand that you don't need a stage of hundreds or thousands. You will have a stage of hundreds or thousands when you steward the stage of one. And people say this from a audience Christianese perspective. You know, you're, you have the audience of one. It's God alone, right? There is no lie to that. That is 100% truth. And it's also the positioning of the one in which God has put you in front of. So yes, the audience of one. But honestly, it's the audience of the one that's also in front of you. Because God is always watching. You're always on stage. You always have a microphone on. Because God hears everything every word and the importance of that is knowing like i said at the beginning out of your heart your mouth speaks you will be accountable held accountable for every word that comes out of your mouth good or bad and so speaking life when people talk about amplifying your voice i only want to amplify a voice that is abiding i only want to help turn up the volume to someone who has repented, who has renewed their mind and is consistently renewing their mind and has an open heart and ear for the spirit of conviction, the sweet spirit of conviction to write you on the days and the moments that you get it wrong, myself included, and then to realize that their will is abiding first before ever providing. Ooh, that's good. Write that in the chat, Kelly. Abiding before providing. We have so many incredible humans who want to serve and encourage and give, and they have good hearts behind it. But because they're in lack in their abiding experience, they're operating out of a place of overwhelm and overdrive and scarcity. Because what happens when you have the last fruit on your tree? I don't have much joy to give. I don't have much more kindness to give because everyone keeps burning me. I don't have any more forgiveness. I've forgiven so much, God, and yet we've been forgiven so much. So that's a never ending fruit, but only when we're abiding. And so I'm talking about being able to provide from your spiritual gifting because you're abiding in Christ, you can now see with his eyes, you can speak with his words, you can teach out of a wisdom well, and you become a magnet because the magnet is not necessarily the money. Oh my gosh, this, this mosquito is not the money. The magnet is not the brand. The magnet isn't really even the business. So many people are like, what do you do? What exactly do you do? My my son, I told you this story before, didn't know for five years that I made money. thought that was hilarious. I'm like, yeah, but how do I provide? Right? I am abiding, and therefore I get to provide to other people. But I didn't do that for a really long time, and I struggled, even with signing a nine-figure contract to bring a nursing bra to a global market here, U.K., Canada, based in Australia, worked with Chinese manufacturers trying to bring this to life here, this entire brand and business. And meanwhile, my being was broken. It was broken. So, yes, the magnet is Jesus. Yes, the magnet is the fruit. Because, and to confirm that, when we go out into the general public, And we are serving, providing out of our wellspring of life. Remember, we've got abundant hydration. Spiritual hydration exists at the wellspring of life. Let me say that again. Spiritual hydration exists at the wellspring of life. And we only know one who provides that. And so when I leave, when I depart from that place, I become spiritually dehydrated. I'm kind of feeling that way right now, not spiritually, but my mouth is dry and I don't have water with me today. But thinking through that, the closer I am and I'm going out into the world and I'm coming back in the morning, in the day, in the heat of the day, in the evening, right? Constantly coming back to the source. When I go out and people don't know Jesus and my business might not have faith out front, like my business does. I say your business because my business does. But I have people ask me this all the time. I want to build a biblically-based business, but I don't want to detract or to push, right? They're not the evangelical. They might be the ones who walk alongside and then introduce where I'm like, Jesus, unfollow me, follow him all day long. Repent, the kingdom of God is near. That's that's what my heart for people. because I'm like, you don't have time to waste. I don't have time to walk life. Though I do it every day with all my community and with you guys and my friends and my family that I want them to know. I don't want them to, I don't want them to question where my fruit comes from. Okay. So anyway, neither way is wrong. So you're going out and you are bearing fruit of love and gentleness, right? Things that the world is not familiar with. We are in Valentine's week as I record this and love, oh love, love is being displayed in so many different ways, even on commercial screens, a big Super Bowl, we're seeing love and I wonder what the Lord thinks about that commercial, <laughs> if you saw it, I wonder what the world or what the world, what the Lord thinks about the way you are expecting to receive love from the world and expecting to give love to the world. Because giving love to me is not chocolates and flowers and receiving love from somebody else is not a Walmart trinket as my kids snuck in after we already got them these really cute cross bracelets for all their friends, right? It's been so gravely diminished to believe that a red heart balloon and red roses signify love. What a sad tragedy. What a slap in the face to our father in heaven. So then I've got incredible people who you guys might know. Marcus Ellis, we used to run together in the clubhouse days. He was a part of our first anthology with the Joyful Entrepreneur and the second anthology with the Joyful Entrepreneur. Yeah, one and two. Let's go, bro. Number one, Barnes and Noble bestseller. He's a multiple number one bestseller and author. And he has an entire ministry that is, hey, guess what? I love you. Telling strangers with his words And his actions that they are loved. They're loved. And it is counterculture. It is completely different than what the world says is love. I've seen some signs that people have had like in New York City, Times Square, Hustle and Bustling, wherever it is. And it says, free hugs. Free hugs. And there was this activity that happened. Gosh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Again, FounderCon, so much happens at that conference. Thank you, Lord, for the intimacy that's established there. That it was a practice of hug. And if you hug someone longer, and I think it's only 30 seconds, but I think we did it for a minute. Longer than a minute, all inhibitions, all fear, all sense of safety... And, and really, it's guarding, not safety. It's the guard protection that we have when we side hug. You know the side hug? The good old side hug. Can't stand that. When my nieces or nephews give me a side hug, I'm like, me hug. let me kiss your cheeks, <laughs> right? I'm the auntie squeezing. And let me have you. Let me have all of you. Trust me. Fall into me, your father says. Fall into me. And I want people to experience that. And it doesn't even necessarily take a hug. But when you watch these people come, there is... Scientific truth that you should be hugged 11 times a day to calm your nervous system. To know and feel safe in the fact that you are loved. 11 times a day. Y'all, I've got three people in my family and I kiss my babies all day long. I feel when they're here, but I would have to count to be like, did I get 11 hugs today? I think so. I think so. Not sure. What about uh, when I'm gone and I'm traveling? I definitely don't get 11 hugs. Unless I'm the one giving them. Which isn't necessarily wrong. Just hugs. Just give hugs. But give love and speak it with your mouth. But out of your mouth your heart speaks. You have to know that the actions must follow. Must ensue. For any change to actually happen. And so we go back to the understanding of mind will and emotions you've repented you put your heart and your mind renewed on christ jesus who is love the greatest love you've ever known we start to operate in our businesses out of this truth we start to understand our identity in this time we start to wake up to the spiritual gifts that have been given to us and we stop denying the fact that our brand and business are not important or not an element that God will use, but instead blend them into the abiding process. Don't let them become something of the world when they have an opportunity. The good works in which God intended you to do before you were formed in your mother's womb is connected to the kingdom expansion model, God's business ecosystem, and he needs you. You're here with purpose. And so now we're into the will element, And next follows emotions. So your will to use your spiritual sight, to use your spiritual ears, to use your spiritual touch sensations of love, of connection can now magnetize the customers, magnetize the communities, not to you, but to Christ and allow them to amplify their life because they're building themselves from the inside out. And then feel in that momentary hug. And again, maybe you're not holding free hug signs. Maybe you're not walking around the city saying, hey, guess what? I love you. What is your methodology for displaying love as a company? You are a company. I don't care if you deem yourself as an entrepreneur or not. You've been branded by Christ. You have a brand brand. Whether you've ever been believed in so or not, you are branded by Christ. And it is your business to go and make disciples of nations. That's your purpose. Your purpose is not way out there. It is on the inside where Jesus Christ dwells. And he is trying to work through you. He wants you to be the radiance. He wants you to be the city on the hill, the light of the world. the quality, the emotional set state that your community, the stranger on the street, perhaps even yourself dwells in, it's high-low, 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 constantly, every day, something jars you out of that abiding position, and it depends how grafted you are on how much that's going to affect you. So if I just got a big toe wrapped around the tree and half of my body is in this worry, half of my body is in this rocky sea, that's the Peter moment where he falls below the ocean because he took his eyes off Christ. But steadfast peace, transcendent peace that passes all understanding, that doesn't exist in the emotional roller coaster that the world would have you go on. And so the critical element of creating a homeostasis in your emotions is not to deny your emotions. It's to recognize that they're not always true. It's to recognize that your story that you're telling you probably has elements of fallacy. There's probably pieces that are lies that are literally bonded from generational curses from tradition and religiosity from limiting beliefs and the dang liars of the devil They haven't been fully stripped. And this is why abiding and pruning will always go together. Let me say that again so you don't forget. Abiding and pruning will always come together. If someone is not willing to be pruned, I would would beg to say they're not abiding. I'm going to ruffle some feathers there. No one's made it. No one has it all. No one has all the wisdom of the word. No one has all of Jesus. Moses wasn't even allowed to see all of God. Why? Because it makes him reliant on Christ and Christ alone. So if I'm not willing to be pruned, if I can't hear anymore from the Holy Spirit himself, when he wants me to shift or change or release Or let go, or cut off, or sever, or set a strong boundary, or forget, or forgive, or any of these pieces that feel sometimes really hard, really hard. I then, last year I was in this disappointment phase, and I know God was pruning me, and He was being so tender with me, and He was allowing me to go at His pace, and I didn't have to just forgive or release instantaneously, though he's forgiven me in that way, he allowed me to work through the emotion of it all because I was being pruned and the pruning hurt. And he knew that. So in the process of pruning, God is always restoring. Let's go again. This is so good. In the process of pruning, God is always restoring. I just um, saw crepe myrtles. Are you familiar with crepe myrtle, the tree? I do not have a green thumb. The fact that I can even recall what that tree is called is, is literally thanks to my mama, who just does have a green thumb. She's amazing. They're these beautiful trees that blossom every spring. I can't remember if they're the ones that stink, though. There's this one tree that we used to have growing up when we would go underneath like this beautiful like, archway in our neighborhood, but man, it smelled like dead fish for a good three weeks. It was so gross but then the little, like the trees would fall. They were like white and it looked like it was snowing in the spring, but then the berries came afterwards and they killed your windshield and your car. It was terrible. Hopefully those aren't crepe myrtles, but if they are, now you know the fullness of them. <laughs> so every winter around this time, January, February, you actually trim, you literally take off, you sever the entire tops of the tree. It looks like you just killed them. Like they look like half-grown stumps now in the tree. And there's like, there's no way that that massive bloom is going to come back in less than two, I think they, they bloom in May, three months. No way. But God is always restoring when he's pruning. And he's got a plan. And he has a process. And it's a part of his business ecosystem that in May, these will bloom. And in May, these will be cut down. It's a cycle. It's a life cycle. It's a journey of becoming. And when we think about all of that connected to how we serve the kingdom business model, you've got to get into the mind, the will, and emotions and know that when you're being crooned, God's not mad at you. Well, he might be a little frustrated with you. I definitely have had moments where I'm like, sorry, Lord, no brimstone, please. But that's not our God. That's religion to believe that right? That's a total lie. But to know that he does, he is a jealous God. He is a jealous God. And he does see abomination when abomination is occurring. And he does get angry. He does. As much as he loves you, his emotions have all of the same emotions that you feel God feels. We are made in his image. The difference is God can control him himself. God can control them. And we're not so good at it. Emotional intelligence is the process of self-identification through the lens of the Lord, following then what he would call us to do in response with that emotion. If you're grieving, how do you grieve? Right? If you're weary, how do you rest? If you're frustrated, how do you forgive Oftentimes forgiveness is to ourselves and then it's not even about the other person anymore. It doesn't matter if they if they say sorry, if they come to you to apologize, it doesn't matter. You can forgive even from afar. It's a huge process. But when we think about this fully in context of business, people don't realize how directly aligned the business ecosystem of your business. LLC, your S-Corp, your Inc., your nonprofit, your ministry, it is no different. The principles are exactly the same. And so if we are forgetting that all of this comes to play for our soul to prosper, we are not abiding, and therefore we are sitting now on the cultural knowledge cycle, the rat wheel of humanity, living in our flesh, forgetting that it's not hard. I do not have to worry about where my next dollar is going to come from. I don't have to worry about where my next meal is going to come from. I don't have to worry about where my next, where my shelter is. I don't have to worry. These are biblically true. And God has proved this over and over and over again. And you might be thinking as you're listening to this, man, I've had to worry where my next dollar's coming from. Man, I had to worry about where I was going to sleep when I was homeless or in my car. Man, I had to worry if I was ever, ever, ever going to be in a relationship of love again and actually be hugged regularly. Tamara, I do have to worry where my next client comes from. Tamara, I am concerned that my business is going to close. Because I want to be a speaker and I haven't gotten any speaking engagements. I understand your heart and I hear where you're coming from, but I can assure you that is a knowledge cycle presented by the enemy and not resting on the firm foundation and truth of the Father. It's not. It's not. And I can... Go and dig into the chasms and wells of those places of concern and worry. And I can assure you that we would be able to uproot those limiting beliefs and lies. Now, that's not my job. (laughs) That's not what I do. But, man, this speaker retreat that I just mentioned, I got to see women take the stage for the first time, hold a microphone for the first time, had videography and camera and big lights on them for the first time, to be in a QA and a and a panel and center stage and front row and get a standing ovation for the first time. But you know, none of that. Though it was amazing and I know that it's just going to propel them into more stages and more impact and more people are going to be transformed because of their message and their testimony that breaks chains. The thing that brought me the most soul-prospering, life-giving Emotion, feeling, and truth was what happened in the quiet moments when the cameras weren't on, though some people snapped some photos, when the prayer circles happened, when the tears fall, when the freedom factor comes out, when the squeals and the screams and the joy set in, when the emotions go from limiting belief to heights that they couldn't even imagine. Feelings that they haven't felt in a very long time. Unlocking what it is that God has put inside of them and giving them a glimpse with my prophetic eye, my vision-casting eye to say, this is who you are. Only because I know, because I know, because I know who God calls them. And it is magnificent. It is glorious. And because I pour out from an abiding place because I give a fruit that has never run out because I know where it comes from. I know the source of hydration. I don't feel less or exhausted or overwhelmed. Let me answer a question that everybody always asks me and it was actually brought up in the podcast I mentioned yesterday and maybe it was before or after. Anyway, we had it in our conversation. If it's not caught on camera, she said, I watch you. And I'm like, how in the world is she doing all of these things? How is she doing all these things? You are launching this. You're doing an event here. You're speaking here. You're partnering here. You're, you're putting out a new book here. You've got bajillion podcasts that drop every single week. How are you doing all of these things? Guess what? The answer is, guess what the truth of the matter is? I'm never doing them all at once, I'm not. Look at me right now. Well, it might seem like I'm doing two things at once. My legs really hurt right now because I did a killer workout with the women at the speaker retreat on Friday, thanks to Burn Boot Camp. Thank you, Victoria, the head of HR of all of Burn, was with us and so I could not go to my other gym. I had to support her, super grateful. Got to see a bunch of friends, so my legs hurt. Right now, I am biking and speaking, recording a podcast, teaching, and just loving and sharing and showing up. I'm not ever doing all of those things all at once. It'd be impossible. But what I do and how I do it is from an obedient ear marked by discipline. Obedient ear marked by discipline. Connected to that is a thing I've talked to you guys about. It's the discernment. How are you discerning if you should go left or right? How are you discerning if you should say yes to that opportunity or no? What does that look like? When you abide, it becomes so clear. And so ultimately to know that God has already written it. We go to him with questions. He already has the answer. My question is often, how good of a listener are you? How good of a listener are you? And when you do decide to take the step and you realize, oh, I got to go backwards and you find yourself not forgiving yourself for your choice, ultimately it's still repentance. It's changing your mind, falling back into the will of God, regulating your emotions to match your identity and then to go about it again. And to know that all the encompassing elements of the business ecosystem, of the kingdom of God that is operating at once. God, how are you doing all these things in all these people's lives? How are you evoking miracles and and giving supernatural healing? How are you processing and providing all of the deliverance ministries? How are you bringing your bride back to you right now across the nations of the world? How does he do it all? One, he is all-powerful. He is all-knowing. He is the creator. But it's already been written. He already wrote the story. So how much do you think he's actually doing rather than who he's actually being? Oh, man, God, you're so good. He's not a puppeteer. He's not a puppeteer. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. And so when you are trying to orchestrate your own business plan, your own life plan, your own strategic financial plan, God says, come to me. I've got it already written down. Let's reference the source. Let's abide together and I'll give you all the plans to prosper. So as your soul prospers, God, we thank you so much for this day. Amen. You're so good. You're so beautiful. You're so much bigger than even I give you credit for, Lord. Will you expand our knowledge? Will you expand our wisdom better yet to understand that omnipresent, omniscient being that you are so we can abide and not feel shunned or unworthy or not enough of your loving grace and provision? God, you provided to the least of these. You provided to those who no one else would provide for. God, you provided to the disobedient. You provided to those who were not able to even understand who you were. You still provided and showcased your goodness and your mercy. You sent your only son as the sacrifice Of pure love. God, when we go to give love, what if love was our marketing strategy, God? That's what you do, that's who you are. And so, what if our fruit is how we market? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you marketed your mission by your fruit. Praise God. Praise you, Lord. Your plans are so much higher. Your ways are so much higher. I call these listeners right now to abide. I call your bride to abide. God, to repent and abide and to walk it out, God, in the faithfulness, in the obedience, in the discipline, because you're a good father. You're an amazing character, Uh, character. You're an amazing caregiver. Thank you, God, for the trust fall and for the sweet embrace of today that we receive as the longest hug. We hope that you feel our love as we seek after you. And we thank you for the example of all the creation that you've given us, things like trees and the birds and the bees That you've allowed us to see your very nature through nature itself. That you never leave us. You never forsake us. Your plan never goes wrong. You never are dehydrated. You are the wellspring of life that we come to, we run to, to be seen, to be known, and to be loved. So we can go back out into the world and make disciples of nations that will follow you, not follow us. We love you, Lord, in your mighty, powerful, omniscient ways. We love you. We adore you. We honor you. We glorify your name today and always. Yahweh, Yeshua, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi. Ah, Lord, thank you. Elohim, Yahweh. Amen. 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 Man, I love you guys to the moon and back. And I'm so excited to see how this blesses you. I hope it rewrote the narrative of some business books. I hope it rewrites the narrative of your business plan. And I hope you know that you have all of the resources, everything that you possibly need is in your hands if you're abiding. So have an awesome Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever you're listening to this, have an amazing day and uh, live your life out loud for the Lord. Love you. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guests, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together, and we appreciate the extra step taken. hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we, because the fit and fake team could not do this without you until next time blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the fit and faith way. you over there. Check it out. And thanks again, Life Audio, for being you. I'm Don Hawkins, and I once heard Chick-fil-A founder Truett Cathy say, you can tell if a person needs encouragement, check to see if they're breathing. I'd like to invite you to my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You, featuring encouraging guests like Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley, Dan Cathy, the late Dr. Frank Menrith, Josh McDowell, and more. To subscribe to my weekly Encouragement for You podcast, go to lifeaudio.com. That's lifeaudio.com.